Hello, welcome to the Irish Left Archive podcast. In this episode, we'll be talking to anarchist activist Gregor Kerr about the Dublin Anarchist Book Fair. The book fair was first held in 2006 and organised by the Workers' Solidarity Movement and continued for a number of years. After a hiatus of a few years, the Irish Anarchist Network and independent anarchists have come together to organise the fair for 2023, which will take place in the Teachers' Club on Saturday 20th of May. Gregor Kerr is an anarchist activist and trade unionist who was involved with the WSM when the original Anarchist Book Fair started out and is part of the group organising this year's event. We discuss the panels and workshops taking place this year and the organisations and campaigns that will be taking part. We also discuss the history of the Dublin Anarchist Book Fair, how it helps to bring campaigns together and its roles in campaigning and organising, and the orientation towards international anarchists and other parts of the broader left. If you're listening when this podcast goes out in May 2023, the book fair is on Saturday the 20th and is open to all. There is a link in the episode notes which will detail this year's panels and workshops, etc. Um, if you're interested in anarchism in Ireland, we previously spoke to Jason Brannigan of Organise in episode 38 and to members of the Irish Anarchist Network a couple of months ago in episode 47. You'll find the Irish Left Archive at leftarchive.ie. Uh, we're happy to hear any feedback on the podcast or the project generally. You can send us an email at contact at leftarchive.ie. So thanks to uh, Gregor for taking the time to talk to us and thank you for listening. Thanks first, uh, Gregor, for taking the time to talk to us. So we're going to be talking about the Anarchist Book Fair, the Dublin Anarchist Book Fair. So maybe you could tell us a bit first about the background to how that started out. Yeah, thanks a million. And, and thanks very much uh, to the both of you for having me on and, and for the opportunity to chat about it, I suppose. Uh, this year's Anarchist Book Fair, there hasn't been an Anarchist Book Fair in Dublin uh, for a number of years. The last one was in 2018 and... Uh, a global pandemic got in the way mm-hmm. in terms of uh, uh, organising it in, in the um, succeeding years. And I suppose then uh, people be aware that uh, the face of anarchism in Ireland has changed a bit since then as well, in that the WSM, which had been the, the bedrock of, of anarchism for a long, long time, um, has, has wound up. Um, there is new, a new kid on the block, the Irish Anarchist Network, um, and it's, it's basically a number of people that are involved. Well, it's the Irish Anarchist Network plus a number of others of us who were involved, a uh, few of us who were involved in an initiative called Darragas Dove, who we wrote a few articles at one stage during the pandemic and uh, was supposed to try and do more stuff and we just never got around to it. Um, so yeah. we, we had been talking in, in the, the few of us involved in that in Jarrah stuff. we were all, or nearly all of us were ex-members of WSM mm-hmm. as it happened. And we'd been talking about how do you reinvigorate a bit of stuff around anarchism and around libertarian politics? Uh, and one of the things, the ideas we had was maybe to try and, and uh, reconstitute uh, the book fair and then we came across uh, the, the members of the Irish Anarchist Network uh, who were thinking along the same lines. So joint effort. Uh, so next Saturday in uh, the Teachers Club, um, we will have the uh, Anarchist Book Fair. I don't know what we can call it, the, uh, the continuation, but I think it certainly is built on the memory of the book fairs that have currently been organised. None of us that are currently organising this have been involved. I was involved in organising some of the early ones, but I haven't been involved in organising one since about 2013 or so. Um, so none of us have actually been involved in organising it over the last 10 years. But I do think that we look to the anarchist book fairs, previous anarchist book fairs, and that's where we take our inspiration from in terms of, of building. And I think the, the, the book fairs have always been not so much about 
um, having big headline speakers or having uh, big names to draw people, although we've had some of them down the years, but more so about bringing together people to discuss topics and issues and bringing together uh, campaigners and campaigns that sort of look at what are commonalities and what are the issues that we can that we can learn from each other. So obviously we'd be hoping that on the day that that's what will happen, that lots of people will come along, exchange ideas, chat to each other, uh, buy books, uh, look at campaign stalls, get pick up information, maybe learn some information, learn some stuff about campaigns they didn't already know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have a whole series of, of, of meetings that I think will be interesting. Well, I would say that, wouldn't I? <laughs> um, I think would be interesting and informative. And it's was one of the um, benefits, if you call it that, of um, the the pandemic is that we have learned how to use uh, Zoom links, etc., for meetings, yeah. so that we are able to have a number of speakers at some of the meetings that in previous years you'd have to be paying airfares to try and get people mm. to to come to Ireland. So uh, we'll be able to have. So, for example, we're having on on the anti-imperialism panel. Um, we're going to have uh, a speaker, uh, Farah, who's a former member of of WSM, um, who's living in the states. She's Iranian American. So she's going to look at uh, the, what's going on in Iran in, in terms of the, the the revolution in Iran at the moment. Right. We're going to have Hazret Setenkaya, and I'm sure I've just pronounced her name wrong. Apologies, Hazret. Um, uh, talking about uh, Rogava, right. and we're going to also have a speaker, hopefully, and we haven't confirmed the actual name of the speaker, but from uh, the Solidarity Collectives in Ukraine. So I think having those right. three um, speakers on the same panel and looking at anti-imperialism today and trying to link the struggles um, will, will be interesting and will be uh, will be uh, informative for people, I think. Um, so that's, I suppose, then we have another another one, uh, another panel, um, where, uh, which is called Organising Against Fortress Europe. So we're going to have a, a speaker from the Legal Centre of Lesbos, uh, a speaker from the Border Violence uh, Monitoring Network, hopefully somebody from Turkey, and uh, Lucky uh, Kambule, who people may know from the Movement of Asylum Seekers in Ireland. And again, that panel is about looking at, you know, Europe, the EU, how we're resorting to ever more draconian ways of essentially keeping people out mm-hmm. and what way campaign groups are responding to that, how they are organising in very, very difficult circumstances. And again, hopefully bring those campaigns to be able to um, they all they all already know each other, obviously, but that's being able to draw the commonalities between the struggles. And um, we also then will have, uh, and just on that sort of thing of of drawing the commonalities between the struggles, uh, a climate action panel. Um, so we're going to have four different speakers from four different campaigns. Um, actually, all of them will be in present. <laughs> I think it's probably the only meeting which which all the speakers will actually be present. Uh, so we're going to have a speaker from Shliella or the climate uh, the climate camp Ireland, um, yeah. which people are, are already uh, are probably aware of. Uh, a speaker from the Not Here Not Anywhere campaign, which is a campaign group against uh, new fossil fuel infrastructure and and data centres. Hmm. Uh, uh, a speaker from a campaign group called Save Leitrim, which is a group of people uh, organising uh, against the impacts of blanket Sitka forestation in in Leitrim, and also that have been involved in some of the anti-fracking stuff as well. And a speaker from uh, the Save Our Sparing, Sparings campaign, which is uh, basically a group a campaign and against uh, gold mining uh, applications in, in the Sparing Mountains. So again, bringing those campaign groups together, bringing people together and being able to share ideas, being able to draw commonalities between the struggles, I think is, is essentially what the book fair has always been about, and which we hope it will be about this year as well. 
Will will those panels be viewable on Zoom for other people uh, online? Um, we haven't any intention at this stage to put them online, but we are going to record them and make them available right. afterwards. Uh, yeah. I think that the logistics of actually mm. making them available on Zoom, we, we, we'll be doing well if all the Zoom connections work for all the people that we're trying to bring into it. So I think it probably uh, might be. It's just a step too far yeah. with, our limit, with our limited technological abilities. Uh, but we do intend to record them and, 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 and have them available online afterwards. Yeah, yeah, because that's a great resource. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, And in terms of stalls that are going to be there, yeah, well, basically, again, they're going to be, we, 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 we have been looking at uh, campaign groups, uh, mm. specifically anarchist uh, organisations like Organised, mm. for example. Uh, uh, we'll have uh, book stalls from, from the likes of uh, AK Press, uh, from uh, Just Books, from Rebel Reads right. and Cork. Right. Um, and then just uh, campaigns uh, such as Trans Pride, such as the National Animal Rights Association, mm. um, Anti-Fascist Action, Irish Left of Ukraine, uh, the Industrial Workers of the World, uh, Irish Anarchist Network ourselves, obviously, yeah. Irish Palestine Solidarity Campaign. Um, so just basically campaign groups that uh, we believe are you know, it's not 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 by any means a definitive list, but campaign groups that we that I suppose we have contacts with and that we know of and that we know are uh, campaigning on different issues, and that they'll be able to link those campaigns that they can support each other and and uh, that people can just find out information about how to get involved in stuff as well. I think is important. That's one of the things that I think the the book fair has always managed to do is is to to, to draw those links and, to, and and to bring together people that maybe are. Campaigning and then just as I said, try and, and try and uh, draw the, the the commonalities between them. You know, yeah. Um, I suppose look back. I mean, we, as as we talk, look looking back at the history of the book fair. Like uh, the first one was held in two thousand and six in in the Nicholas Amira uh, Hall in uh, the Liberties. I remember it well. Uh, uh, and then it moved from there to uh, to teach stuff for a couple of years, and then mm-hmm. it was a number of years in which it was held in in Liberty Hall. So it's been. It has been one of those things that has had, has gained a life, has been very big at different stages and then fallen back a little bit smaller. Maybe in other years, it was in the generator in Smithfield uh, uh, in 20, was it 17? I can't remember the exact year. Um, and then Teach Club again for, no, it was 2015. Sorry, it was in Smithfield and then back in, in the Teach Club for a couple of years. Um, and I think it, you might, if you look back, and, and actually WSM fair play to them, their their record and their ability to keep records of stuff is fantastic. So if anybody mm-hmm. wants to go onto the WSM website and just uh, search for Anarchist Book Fair, you will find uh, audio recordings of, from nearly all of those book fairs. Uh, on, and you'll see that actually the themes that we're talking about this year are very much the themes that have been there and been talked about right down the, uh, through those book fairs. Now, some some ways people might say, well, you're still talking about them 10 years later, 17 years later, whatever it might be. Yeah. But the other side of that is that I think there have been so many people that have put, fought and pushed on various different issues over the years. And it's, it's, it's important to uh, acknowledge that and to bring those, those, those learnings, I suppose, together and, and try and build on them. Um, I think we'd all acknowledge that uh, probably where we're at in terms of, Left, not just anarchism, but left-wing politics in general at the moment is is not a good place. Mm-hmm. Um, those of us that have been uh, like myself uh, fighting this fight for many, many years um, could despair. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. I have no intention of doing so. Um, but I'm very, very much personally, I'm very invigorated by the fact 
that I see so many young people getting involved. And I think anarchism in particular, not just in Ireland, but in the UK as well, is getting a new lease of life. And there are a, a lot of young people getting involved and looking to it as mm. a way of, of hopefully uh, building to change the world. And with stuff like the climate uh, crisis, yeah. and other stuff that's going on at the stuff around fortress europe and the stuff around the rise of the far right in response to some of the stuff that's going on i think what's what's key to me is that old gray people like me are uh, able to support and help younger people to get involved in stuff and i think yeah. that really is what what the book fair has to be about is empowering people to get involved in politics, showing them that you don't have to sit down and read several books, or you don't have to come with loads of knowledge. You come along with your own knowledge. I mean, I, I've read very little over the years of my political involvement. It hasn't come from books. It's come from campaign involvement. It's come yeah. from my involvement in campaigns like the bin tax campaign, the anti-water charges campaign, anti-deportation campaigns down the year, whatever other trade union campaigns. Yeah. Um, and learning from people and learning from action. And I think that's one of the messages that, that I would like that the book fair would give to people is that, yeah, it's important to read stuff and it's important to look at stuff, but it's not the be all and end all. What is more important is to look at where are you at? What can you do? What can you contribute? Um, and in what way can you support them and, and, and help other people as well and empower other people? And that I'd like to think that, that the book fair will uh, leave most people feeling a bit more empowered uh, they leave it feeling more empowered than when they went in, basically. Yeah. Over the years, for instance, we've had documentaries shown at it. And there's been links, obviously, there's a social aspect to this. That is, that's not part of the programme this year, is it? I presume that's, or, or is that something you kind of... It's not, no. We, we yeah. had intended at one stage that we would um, maybe show film or something, or mm. uh, but we're, t- we're taking small bites, basically. Yeah. Uh, as I said, none of us have been yeah. involved in... in for, I mean, most people haven't been involved in organising one at all before. Yeah. And those of us that have, it's a long time since we were. So... Um, and plus, it's not easy to even get. We were even, we'd spent a long time trying to find a pub you could book a room in for the Saturday night to have some sort of a social event. But unless you have loads of money up front, it's not easy to, to, to book really? a room for that. So, um, and probably because we left it too late as well. Um, yeah. And not very organ, you know. So essentially, no, that, that sort of social end of it, I suppose, that is a lack. And, and you know, I think it is something that we would we would we would have preferred to have maybe something mm. on the Friday evening or some sort of social event on the Saturday evening or whatever. Yeah. But it'll happen organically. It didn't happen, and so yeah, yeah, I mean, people will all end up probably in the same pub somewhere anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and and ch- the chats will happen. Um, yeah. But yeah, but we would have preferred to have uh, have some sort of social bit, and hopefully then hopefully we'll build on this one, and that for next year there would be maybe a film shown or documentary, as you yeah. said, or or some other. Bit that that because again, and that's not just about the social end. It's it, it's it's another way of drawing more people in. Essentially, it's some people will come to something like that that won't come to sit at a meeting or won't come to whatever you know. So, yeah. um, I think that's important. You know that that we do find ways that that suits everybody in terms of access and stuff. You know, and I suppose in terms of like what I said. We don't we don't really go for um, or haven't uh, traditionally gone for sort of high profile speakers. We do have two international speakers, uh, two uh, anarchist authors uh, speaking at I suppose that what what you might call the the main meeting if you want or the the, the final meeting yeah. on a Saturday evening. That's that's Nick Heat and and Ruth Kinna, who people are probably all aware aware of and have read their books or, or or at least be aware of their books. 
uh, and both of them haven't written extensively on anarchism. So I think that'll be interesting. And I think what that will do is, is provide us with an opportunity for a conversation about, well, where to now? Where is anarchism going to go in the next while? What ideas do we have about how we can build anarchism in Ireland in the next while? Yes. Um, you know, what's, what's, a, what's a one-year project? What's a five-year project? What's a 10-year project? Let's look into the future and see, well, what do we think? And I suppose there, there's a blank canvas there in the sense that uh, because WSM no longer exists, mm. there's a glaring need for something to be built. Uh, Irish Anarchist Network, and so so many other uh, small groups that are that are there of people doing stuff, coming together and finding ways of working together, finding ways of building uh, politics that's not about electoralism, politics that's not about control, politics is, and I think that's the, the the key thing. I mean, what what annoys me a lot about a lot of the left and the way the left organizes is that. Um, campaigns come together on on various different issues and and everyone starts jostling for power as to who's going to be the candidate in the election who has to have their face on the or their name at the end of the press statement because they want to get votes in the next election and even if they deny that happens they'll deny it happens but it does happen <laughs> i've sat in enough meetings in which we've i've argued with people about putting democratic structures on campaigns and um, knowing full well that no matter what democratic structures we put in place, they're going to be just finding ways to bypass them anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, so I do think that there is there's a need for a type of politics that's about uh, that electoralism isn't isn't the be isn't isn't the issue that uh, people's ego isn't the issue that people putting themselves forward isn't the issue that empowering other people is is the driving force uh, and and sort of that pushing thing and that grassroots organising. Um, and I suppose, again, some people could say, yeah, well, you've been trying that for quite a while and, uh, you know, it's not working, but it's going to work eventually. And you have to believe it's going to. And I do think it is. As I said, I do think there are lots of people getting involved in stuff. And people, I've always said that I believe inside everybody, there's an anarchist trying to get out. Yeah. Um, because I do think that in, in general, the vast majority of people, if you ask them to get involved in a football club or in any tidy towns committee, anything in their area, they get in, you know, people are willing to get involved. And for the vast majority of people don't need to jostle for a position of power. They're willing to be, you know, organized and do stuff and chip in and do their bit. And it's only because we have this, this, this leadership structure that then ends up being put on stuff that sort of disempowers people. Yeah. And so it's trying to find a way of counteracting that and then allowing it, you know, allowing people to be empowered in, in whatever uh, sort of aspect of their community and their society that they're getting involved in. Yeah. Do you think the pandemic, the, the aftermath of the pandemic, because you seem very optimistic about this, which is refreshing, but I'm just, I'm wondering, like, do you think the pandemic has had a part to play in terms of, and, and it's not gone, I hasten to add, but it's sort of receding somewhat, in terms of maybe a new space, I mean, and maybe a space in Ireland for anarchist politics to not to reassert itself, I guess, or reemerge. I mean, obviously, the WSM has changed, you know, it's, it's gone now, but it, maybe things were shaken about quite a bit. And because they were shaken about, there's now new terrain, as it were. That's so yeah, funny. maybe, and maybe not. I mean, it's very difficult to know in the sense yeah. of, I mean, you would have hoped for example, that one of the things we'd have learned out of the pandemic is the necessity of public service, you know, yeah. the necessity. <laughs> no, we didn't. <laughs> you know, you would have thought there's a lot of stuff that, you know, early on in the pandemic, we were all saying, 
we'll never go back to that. You know, yeah. we've seen, and we went back straight away. As soon as we, when I say we, I mean, and I mean yeah. the general society. Having said that, if you look at the UK and look at what's sprung up in terms of mutual solidarity groups mm. all over the place. Mm. Now, very quickly, um, the state sort of moved to uh, incorporate a lot of them, but a lot of, again, it's going back to that thing, and not, not just in the UK, but even here. I mean, how many people, you know, loads of people, I would bet, and we all know loads of people who sort of, in their own community, where is there anybody uh, who, who isn't able to go to shops that I can do shopping for? Is there yeah. stuff I can, you know, and that's the sort of thing of people, you know, having that sense of of, of community uh, mm. involvement. Yeah, so that's the positive. Um, I, I mean, I am optimistic, but then I've, I'm, I'm, I, you know, you couldn't, to be perfectly honest, you couldn't spend the amount of time I have spent at trade union meetings and campaign groups trying to fight our stuff and push people and say if you weren't optimistic because uh, you know you'd, 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 <laughs> you wouldn't have done um, it yeah no, you wouldn't right. have done it otherwise yeah yeah um whether or not there's there's a better space now is 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 debatable and, and hopefully there is i mean and i but i think one of the thing the hopes is that uh there are a lot of young people getting involved in stuff that haven't been burned that haven't been um, used or exploited by political organizations or that haven't sort of witnessed uh, that sort of nonsense that goes on a lot of the time on left, left-wing politics. Mm. Um, so I think from that perspective, I'm, I'm optimistic. And I do think that there is an opportunity at the moment for us to look at building something and finding a space in which we can have campaigns, be it around climate, be it around uh, immigrant rights, be it... Uh, whatever it might be just uh, mm. just there just two examples in which we can build campaign groups that will be genuinely um grassroots uh, led and grassroots orient orientated you say about you know a sort of a new generation of people becoming involved and stuff like obviously does it advantage i presume for different groups to meet at something like the anarchist book fair and be able to share the approaches they've taken to campaigns but at the same time like is 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 there a difficulty in balancing? Look, there's no point in reinventing the wheel every time, but also you can't just go in and tell people what to do just because you've experienced another campaign yeah. or whatever. So, I suppose I'm wondering how 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 do you balance that? Because the two are slightly at odds, aren't they? Mm. That's and that's that's probably something that that I don't have an answer to in a sense, um, and it's something that I do do think. I mean, people who who were in the WSM towards the end of the WSM will we'll speak for themselves. But I know that it's one of the things that when I was in the WSM many years ago, that we consistently grappled with, you know, that you didn't want to go into a meeting and say, hey, this is how we should do it. Yeah. We've done this before and this worked, blah, blah, blah. You wanted people to, to get initiative, get, or, get, get ownership of it. And then, then to some extent, sometimes we just sat back too much from that mm. and didn't. So it's, it's, it is definitely a difficult one well, to, yeah. yeah, difficult one to balance because you mm. do. I mean, there is experience and there is stuff mm. you've learned over the years, but you don't want to be going in saying, "Hey, we did this ten years, and we this. This is the way it's all works. Going to be, this is the way it's going to be done." It's going to be that's what happens all the time, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. But it is. It's. 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 There's no easy answer to balancing that, mm. and I think that's that. That is. That is a challenge that you to to be able to empower people to to take an initiative to do stuff. Um, without sort of sitting back completely and saying, well, sink or swim, 
mm-hmm. um, but also without sort of ramming stuff down their throats. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think, because one of the difficulties that I have come across in campaigns a lot over the years would be that, you know, you, you arrive into a meeting and we sit down and we start talking about we need a leaflet for blah, blah, blah. And someone says, oh, yeah, I have a leaflet already done here. And then if you're the one in the meeting that says, hey, do you not think we should discuss what goes in the leaflet first? Do you not think it'd be a good idea to help get, you know, someone who hasn't done a leaflet before to input into it? Everyone just wants, look, somebody's done the leaflet, let's just go and give it out. Mm. And so therefore then the person who does, does the leaflet or the party who does the leaflet, they always retain the ability to do the leaflets because nobody else ever gets taught yeah. how to do it. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's it's balancing those two things. There's absolutely, you put your finger on it there, Angus, that, the, you know, the balance between not wanting to sit back Hmm. And all, but not want to ramp things things down people's throats either. It's, it's, yeah. it's a difficult one to balance. Yeah, it's about, as you say, it's about power really. It's about mm. who dominates and who chooses not to dominate in a given sphere. Yeah, in a way, like what you're saying, um, one of the things that strikes me comes over loud and clear is the sense of like the the the, the book fair as a uh, an educational process, not a tool even, but an actual process. And I'm wondering, like, when it was started in the the uh, 2000s a was it a conscious decision was there a sense that well will other anarchist groupings had utilized this and we might emulate it or was it a case of like it kind of came you know somebody had the idea and let's run with it or can you give us an indication like how it came about because that side is interesting as well like yeah so the the tradition of the london anarchist book fair would have been there and i mean would have gone to it and stuff like that but uh yeah so i suppose that would have been the model Mm. Um, on which it would it, it was built, um, and the London Anarchist Book Fair obviously still exists and is still yeah. bloody huge, you know. Mm. Um, so yeah, that would have been, I suppose, the model and the idea of you have campaign stalls, you have books, you have. I mean, I suppose it's much easier to buy books now, even yeah. uh, online and what than, than it was even then to try and buy. Uh, even that, that's sort of like less than twenty years ago. Um, to, to buy sort of uh, anarchist books, where would you go type of thing, you know? So bringing yeah. them people together that were selling books and getting campaigns together and then the meetings and bringing people together from different campaign groups, from different, yeah. So it would have been built on, 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 on this was that model of of the uh, the London the London Book Fair. I mean, a couple of years before that, we'd had um, Chomsky in Dublin um, and uh, WSM had organised a, a public meeting with Chomsky so, so that was a bit of an inspiration as well because whoo, suddenly everybody wanted to be an anarchist you know because yeah. Chomsky was one you know yeah, yeah. Um, so there was an extent of that like you know where when you have something that, that's that's successful well let's build on that let's, how do we bring people in and, and there was all of that um, there was that time in which anarchism you know I suppose some people might might have called it summit hopping but all of those Mm. Um, campaigns and, and, and anti-capitalist uh, campaigns against you know, various uh, summits that was going on. So suddenly yeah. WSM went from being a small little organisation with one branch to having four branches to be, yeah. you know, and there was so much stuff going on and so many people identifying with anarchism and getting involved and, yeah. and wanting to, uh, to to push stuff. So it, it was it was exciting times then. Um, and, you know, a lot of those people are still involved to, to various different extents, like, you know, 
know, they may not be uh, directly involved in anarchist politics, but they're involved in in, in, in various uh, ways of trying to change the world, if you like, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, we've had, like, over the years, we would have had a, it was consistent stuff that would have happened. Like, I mean, there would always, at, at the anarchist book fair, I mean, for years and years and years, there, there would have been a panel around abortion rights. Uh, yeah. And then wasn't it great that, like, uh, at some stage was how we wouldn't repeal was uh, yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah. Was, was was the name of the panel, you know? Yeah. Um, so there was consistently, as I said, that sort of, you know, uh, grassrootsy type stuff. Uh, uh, we, Conor McCabe's book at the book fair on a number of occasions mm. around austerity. And so we would have various different panels around austerity and all the fighting the effects of austerity and all of that that type of stuff. So I suppose looking at this time around, I mean, one of the, the panels I'm looking forward to is actually that there's one that um, it's it's uh, 11 o'clock on on, on the, in the morning is who's your favourite anarchist? Uh, so it's just an open mic, right. uh, my anarchist inspiration, you know, and I get people to right. uh, just speak about somebody yeah. like living or dead who has inspired them to get involved in stuff or, you know, or maybe a quote from somebody or whatever, you know. So anyone that's, that's listening in that, you know, fancies two minutes of, you know, whoever, whoever it might be. It could be MacNow, it could be Emma oh, Goldman, it yeah. could be anyone you want, you know, Deruti. someone who's, who's, who's yours, Deruti, Finbar yeah. Kafferke, you yeah. know, anybody you want to mention, you know, who who uh, was involved in stuff and who um, inspired you. So that, that'd be an interesting That's one, a great I idea. Yeah. I, I mean, that's that's a real sense of it as, an, as, a, as a living tradition. Mm. It, that's not a contradiction in terms but you know it's like it's a living tradition it's not something that's 19th century it's actually something that's literally up to date actually yeah and also i suppose it's not like uh some left-wing uh stuff venerates i suppose mm. you know heroes yeah. And, and yeah i mean and to an extent you do need to have heroes to venerate as well yeah but they also need to be relevant to today and it's not you know that you're venerating yeah. somebody because yeah. you know history is not the, the great man of history. History is living people right now, here and now, and what they're doing. So hopefully in that session, there'll be more living than dead people talked about. But more yeah. likely to be more dead people, but at least I think taking their quotes into the into, into the current uh, climate yeah. is, is, is what will be. Yeah, that's a great uh, idea. And then the, um, the Incarcerated Workers Organising Committee are, are running a prison letter writing workshop as well in terms of encouraging people and how to go about writing letters to anarchist prisoners or, or to uh, any workers who are imprisoned yeah. uh, across the world, you know. Um, that'd be interesting. Um, and I don't know what else I didn't. I did, so the panic, there's a panel then on anarchism and disability and one on mm. gender and anarchism. And I suppose that, you know, looking at, you know, the fact that uh, trans rights are under yeah. huge attack uh, and the need for for trans uh, rights to be defended and for trans people to have the space in which to organise um, so looking forward to, the, to to all of that. And I think that's also uh, a proud tradition of anarchism has been that we've all, anarchism has always been able to say to everybody, you know, to be inclusive of everybody and, and to not fall into any traps of, uh, you know, excluding one group for another group or whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, there have been uh, in, and will be again uh, sex workers uh, at this at this one sex sex workers workshops uh, at previous yeah. uh, book fairs as well. So that we don't, you know, that, that a broad church for the want of a better term that, that brings people together, looks at their issues and looks at um, how they can organise together and how, how, how hopefully uh, we can build for a better society. In terms of the international connections, 
um, both of the contemporary one and in previous ones. Was that an emphasis? I mean, obviously there's campaigns, but in terms of other anarchist formations, was there a sense of commonality, say, with uh, ones in on the island of Britain or in Europe or, you know, France or Spain or wherever? Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, was that something? And, and again, how does that feed into the current one? Yeah, there always has been, I suppose. I suppose, unfortunately, because uh, of most of us only speak English, it would be anarchists in the English-speaking world to a later extent. But um, there would always have been um, good connections with with anarchists in South Africa, anarchists in Spain, anarchists in uh, in Italy, in Chile, um, etc. So, yeah, it's. I mean, I suppose. We're a small island. We certainly ain't going to change the world on our own. So we do need it. It's an international, it has to be an international current. Uh, and if we only uh, had anarchists from Ireland, yeah. we, there wouldn't be many people speaking at the book fair or doing that's anything else. So it's, it is those connections are, are, are important as well because that's where the tradition comes from, I suppose. You know, looking mm. at, you know, like Spain, looking at Italy, looking at places, countries that have proud, proud and long traditions of anarchism. So to answer your question, yeah. It's it's a conscious effort to try and and look at in is internationally uh, as well as try and make those international lessons as was relevant mm. to to the, the here and now in 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 our own struggles as well. Yeah, and that can be formation to formation and individual to individual, and yeah, totally. And um, I think the one thing that I mean, mostly not not always by any means. But I mean, there's, there's certainly more since we used to have a bit of a laugh. I suppose uh, be, uh, since the, before WSM uh, finished up, mm. that there were more ex WSMers around than there were members of WSM. But <laughs> for the vast majority of people, even when we left the organisation, there were very, very good relations maintained, and there wasn't the oh. same feeling or sense of, of I suppose you know you see splits in in, in parties or people leave political organisations and you know sort of almost the the uh, sworn enemies is what they become yeah. to an extent you know yeah. um, but and I suppose again because it's not we don't see any of us as owning anarchism we're we're, mm. we're here we were minding anarchism at the moment in terms of passing it on to the next people or passing you know none of us mm. own it so mm. I suppose from that perspective. You know, we might go in different directions around stuff, but we don't feel that, you know, because one group have gone one way and another another way that we need to necessarily um, be a hammer and tongs at each other about that, that we, we can actually uh, work together, even though we mightn't be in the same organisation still or whatever. So yeah. the vast majority of people would have left WSM over the years um, yeah. would have maintained very, very cordial relations and fraternal relations and work together with, with WSM people on, on various different campaigns. And, I mean, the people who, who were in WSM at the end and wound up in, have been very, very supportive in terms of this book fair. Uh, it wouldn't, in fact, it wouldn't be happening without, without their generous uh, loan of a considerable amount of money to us in order to allow us to, uh, to, to, to get it going. Um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah. that fraternal and cordial relations is, is, is important. That's fantastic. In terms of, there's also the all-island aspect of it, because anarchism is, is, you know, there's multiple groups on the island. Yeah. And, and that's represented at this one that's coming up Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, I, I know that uh, you spoke to to uh, Jason from Organize on the, right, on the yeah. podcast a uh, number yeah. of months ago. So Organize will be there and just books, and then there the the um, Anarchist from Derry as well. Yeah. So yeah, obviously, again, it's uh, it, it is it's an all island uh, yeah. connection and looking at 
how we can support and help each other in our various different struggles and campaigns, etc. That, that, yeah. that we're involved in. I mean, um, they have the Belfast uh, Book Fair, they have the Dairy Book Fair. Um, the Dairy Book Fair was held there around the, I think it was around the Bloody Sunday weekend, as yeah. far as I recall. Um, I wasn't about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, and, and again, there's always been, so down the years, for example, we would have had speakers from the North on, on, on different topics at at, mm. at, our, at at the Dublin Book Fair. And I remember some of us going up and speaking uh, at meetings that they organised around uh, when they were uh, organising water charges campaigns up there. We were able to bring the, the lessons we had learned from the campaigns here. Uh, up to them to have them to 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 establish campaigns up there and um, not that you know to support them and 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 give them ideas and what worked and didn't work in terms of what we had done. So now all those relations are very important. Yeah, that's interesting because yeah, we've we've spoken to organise and uh, we haven't spoken to the dairy anarchists yet. We will at some point. Yeah, uh, Angus was at the uh, the book fair. They ran two years back, wasn't that right, Angus? Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't get there this year, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, I suppose yeah. the flip side is that not just looking for, you know, let's start with what we're not, but are there then organizations that you wouldn't uh, want oh, participating? Yeah. Or, or, or how open is it? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's it's an anarchist book fair. So, yeah. I mean, oh, of course. Um, yeah. you know, I mean, uh, in previous in previous iterations of the book fair, uh, I do think the Connolly Books and CPI had a stall at, at one of them, at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, we made a decision this year that they weren't going to. Uh, we weren't going to. They asked us one and we, we, we didn't give them one because... It's um, a smaller one this year. It's an anarchist book fair. Yeah. Why would we give position uh, of precedence to somebody who, um, you know, is not anarchist. Um, yeah. Plus, obviously, the big issue in relation to that would have been uh, Ukraine um, and uh, the position that they have on Ukraine, uh, which is uh, appalling, to say the least, is is very, very far removed from where uh, where Irish anarchist network are at. Yeah. Well, so obviously, yeah, there are certain people that, no, we're not going to have them at an anarchist book fair simply because we uh, disagree fundamentally with, we might all, we might agree with what they uh, are against, mm. but what they're for, the type of state that, for example, the Communist Party, the Workers' Party, uh, et cetera, the sort of state that they would want to uh, create. So uh, having said that, down through the years, the Anarchist Book Fair has held, you know, debates with people from other political organisations. Paul Murphy spoke at, uh, in a debate uh, at one of the book fairs around around one of the uh, European treaties, mm. we had we had uh, debates with Irigi, for example, and different. You know, so different org- political organisations have at various times been on platforms in terms of debates and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but again, this I suppose it's it's a it's a first iteration of of this iteration of of, of the book fair. Yeah. It's it's you know we're 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 small baby steps forward the people we want to put forward, the people we want to give platforms to are people that we believe are making a positive contribution okay. um to to change in society. Um and you know there there's time and space for debates around other about about other stuff. And um, but this wasn't really felt to be the one in the sense that we 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 want to create a space in which and it's also especially then when you have, uh, as, as I said, a lot of people getting involved, uh, first time involved in stuff, you want to create a very safe space as well in which people mm. can know that there isn't going to be political organisations with which they fundamentally disagree at it, you know? Yeah. In terms of unions, would the Anarchist Book Fair be 
open to any unions at all coming in and talking about their positions. Let's put it yeah, in, in, an Irish, in an Irish context, I guess. Yeah, I mean, well, we, we do have, I mean, the industrial workers of the world. Uh, oh, yeah, well, you know, I don't, I don't mean, accept uh, it, yeah. W, yeah. Um, previous book fairs we've had, uh, there would have been uh, the Independent Workers Union uh, yeah. would have would have been involved in. Trade unions, trade unionists, uh, huge distinction, you know, I mean, yeah. because, I mean, I'm a trade unionist. I've spoken at book fairs down through the years on trade union issues, uh, and various other trade unions have spoken on on various issues. And there's been we've had debates around various uh, debates and discussions around various trade union issues over the years. Yeah. Um. I very much doubt that uh, the general secretary of the Irish Commerce Trade Unions or of any of the other unions would would accept an invitation to the. It'd be an interesting fair. experiment. But, um, <laughs> Um, I mean, again, as a union member is, myself, you know, yeah. I'd love to see somebody yeah. come down from the bureau. But I think what's important again is that, well, what would that discussion be? What what is a yeah. trade union? I mean, I mean, I think it does. You know, we need to look at where the trade unions are at now, and I suppose uh, looking at the legacy of the trade union movement, looking at what social partnership has done, looking at where we're at. I mean, really, it, it it's very very difficult. I mean, I've spent all of my working life as a member of a trade union, I spent the last number of years as an executive member of my trade union. Um, I have spent, you know, many, many years uh, pushing people to get involved in trade unions and saying the only way you can change things is get involved in your union. And yet it is very difficult to actually convince people uh, yeah, it's possible to bring about change through the trade. Yes, it's possible on, on small scale and small stuff and small issues. Mm-hmm. How do you, if you're a member of SIPTU, for example, and you want to influence your union's policy, how do you even bring a motion to get to a meeting? Do you know, the, 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 the model of trade unionism has become, for the most part, one of representation rather than organisation. So what they do is, yes, they want to recruit members, but to recruit members in order to represent them rather than recruit members in order to organize them to fight. And so that that would be be an interesting debate or discussion to have in terms of what is the soul of trade unionism and and how do do you regenerate Mm. that sense of uh, grassroots participation in the trade union movement if when people go along to unions and go along to union meeting, and raise an issue, they immediately start getting told all the reasons why something can't be done, and there's this law, and there's that reason, rather than saying, yes, let's get together, let's push it. Industrial Relations Act, for example, is just it is used all the time um, to, to, to hold people back from doing stuff, you know? I'm not saying just, Pete, there's loads of people dying to get to the barricades, and if the Industrial <laughs> Relations Act wasn't there, they'd be there. But it's used constantly to tell people why they can't do stuff. Mm. Um, so, yeah, we would. I would have personally no objection to any trade union leader or member being involved in a debate or discussion around that um, mm. at, at an anarchist book fair or anyone else or anywhere else. That'd be great. But I think it's a, there's a huge debate that we do need to have as a left and as trade unions. That I mean, a, re- recruiting people to to a trade union, yes, but to what sort of trade unionism? Yeah, and that trade unionism, that that sort of thing of is it representation? Or is it is it organization? Yeah. Is there is there a room for people to actually participate in their trade union, actually contribute to decision making, actually, you know, put a motion through? And I mean, some of the unions, yes, you can. Yeah. In theory, at least. 
uh, and it's something it's you know they don't even try to pretend anymore that it's, it's about that have you seen others on the left attempt to emulate over the years the initial WSM book fairs or attempt to go down that route? I mean, obviously, like other parties, I mean, WSM is not a party, I hasten to add, but other formations. Uh, I mean, the SWP in the UK, of course, had their festival, their sort of annual thing as well, which had components of that. Mm. But they, I don't think they pushed the book fair thing forward in quite the same way and which i think is a slightly different angle i'm just wondering did anybody else try to emulate that did you see any efforts on on people's parts to go down a similar route subsequently in terms of non-anarchist yeah route? no i don't think so to any great extent and i mean i suppose yeah. what 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 it shows up is 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 one of the differences maybe that we hinted at earlier on you know i mean mm. Anarchists would encourage people to read everything and learn about all different aspects of politics, and therefore you, you make up your mind. <clears throat> Much of the left says, "Here, this is what you read. There's, here's the, here's the gospel according to whoever." Yeah. Um, so I don't know, and I mean, maybe I'm, be, I mean, I'm probably being a bit facetious and unfair there as well. Um, uh, and I don't want to be because I, I mean, mm-hmm. I do think that I mean, while we might disagree with a lot of of, of the the methods that some of the left parties organize, organize, how they organize. I mean, they're not all bad people by any means. Uh, so I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be dismissive of, mm. of the, the, you know, the, of the work, the work they do. Mm. But I suppose, no, I haven't really. No, I think it's, it's, and I think it is from that perspective of, of, of it, because it's about grassroots, it's possible about bringing people together and, and just sort of saying, um, look, let's, let's learn from each other. Yeah. Um, so I think that's why it's 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 uh, quite specifically a sort of an anarchist stroke libertarian way of organising. Is there ever this tension between the book fair and the printed word and so on and so forth? And then this. Uh, and then in a sense, the fact that we're now in a very different sort of media environment in terms of the way people consume information, they consume it off tablets, yeah. they consume it off screens and so on and so forth. I'm just wondering, do you, do you ever look at that and say, well, there is a tension there, or maybe there isn't a tension, maybe this is grand, or or is it is it a benefit in a way to have something like a book fair where it is printed, or it can be printed? Yeah, I mean, I think, do think, I mean, yeah, actually just what struck me there, just as you were as you were asking that question was, uh, so somebody had, had uh, asked the question, one of the, one of the book stalls had said, um, you know, do we need to have a, a card machine or would people have cash? Please bring cash if you're coming to the book fair. Right. But I mean, that just, that is one thing that, you know, just has changed completely yeah. in the last number of yeah. years that, you know, people don't bring cash with them anymore to stuff. So come to the book fair, please bring cash. Right. But yeah, it's a, it's similar. It's related to what you're saying. Yeah. And of course, there's attention. I mean, yeah, how people get stuff, people don't generally have attics full of books anymore or shelves mm. full of books because everything is normal people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it just chucks <laughs> out a whole lot of stuff. Different... Um, you know, because for all sorts of reasons, yeah. I mean, many people live in tiny yeah. little apartments that they don't have bookshelves, they don't have space. Yeah. So yeah, people do consume stuff differently. Yeah. And I think that will be a change over over uh, the next number of years, more so maybe even as well, that maybe we will have to be looking at different ways of of you know doing things mm. but also i still think and probably more so now than any time for a number of years because we've come come through well as 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 as, as you mentioned earlier we haven't fully come through the pandemic mm. but we're nearly the end of mm. it and hopefully coming out of it but we've had years where, where we haven't had 
the ability to just wander into a room, mm. chat to people, yeah. um, wander around from stall to stall, look, oh, here's something from the Irish-Palestinian solidarity campaign. Oh, look, over here is, is uh, the Irish left of Ukraine. Oh, look, here's a Bohemian football club, whoever it might be that's in the room yeah. together and that you just, that ability then suddenly to start making those links. So I do think that chat, yeah. the informal chat yeah. that happens at the book fairs, is probably as important as any book people would buy right. or any talk they'll hear. The informal chat, the building of, of connections, yeah. the, oh, you, that I've seen on, uh, like the majority of people that I'm involved with in helping to organise the book fair, I, I have met them maybe once or twice in their life. We've done most of the organising on Zoom and that's right. just, and that's, I suppose, one of the one of the benefits, I suppose, yeah, yeah. benefits is probably the wrong word, of, and I think I said this earlier on, of coming out of, of the pandemic is that we can now use Zoom much better. So instead of to have an organizing meeting of, for the book fair, for example, mm. instead of having to get five people to all go into the teacher's club in the center of town and spend an hour getting into town, go to the meeting and an hour come home, you can do the meeting in an hour by just clicking on your computer. Yeah. That's obviously beneficial in terms of being able to organize, yeah. but it's not beneficial in terms of building the personal relationships you need to really organize, yeah, if you know what absolutely. I mean. Um, so that's, there will always be, and there will always need to be events like the book fair that bring people together. Yes. But yeah, it's interesting that whether or not people, I think, I, I think people still buy books, yeah. but I don't think they do to nearly the extent. I mean, they buy them online mm. more so they buy ebooks or whatever more so than so i don't know it'll be interesting to, to to see how that develops over the next couple of years because um the technology is chasing you know we're chasing after it all the time in terms of what yeah. how how things will be made available but yeah. um we'll have a couple of uh, of of um and uh, authors uh, and authors who write fiction fiction authors right. uh, there as well who were who, who anarchists so it should be interesting to see their perspective on that as well as the yeah. how, how they see the, the the whole book industry for the want of a better term changing as well over the next five another angle on this is the cultural angle because i mean it's it's not just been and i don't mean that in a dismissive sense either just being a book fair because a book fair is a big deal but the sense of being a cultural thing, that the self-education aspect of it and the self-learning, um, yeah. self-directed aspect of anarchist politics links into other areas. Like, you know, you can kind of, it's not so difficult to see this having a film at it. You've already had documentaries and so on and so forth. You can have a gig attached to it almost. I mean, the potential there yeah. seems to be enormous in a sense. There doesn't have to be one thing. I know you guys are... I know IAN and and those others involved are taking, as you say, small steps at this point. But it does seem to me the potential, and I'm just wondering what, like, how you feel about that for the future, yeah. like for say five years down the line, ten years. Absolutely, yeah, huge potential. Um, and uh, as we always say, or as I always say, definitely, uh, it's there. Let's come build it. Uh, somebody can build, can do that. Uh, you are somebody, you know. <laughs> I mean, that's basically. I mean, I think that's that's again the encouragement, like. You need for, for things like that to happen and for the various different angles that you need far more people involved than we currently have. So you need, so that would be an encouragement. So, so we would, yeah, so try to build on, on, on this year. What can we do better next year? What ideas do you have? Uh, say to people, you know, have, do you know a place where we can run a movie? 
it was always brilliant when when Shomer's yeah. pre-existed, for example, that there was an immediate place where you could do stuff like that. There was, you know, I think the idea of social centres and stuff like that is has been right mm. across Europe has been crucial to 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 anarchist development as well because it it provides a space in which people can do stuff like that and do it in a safe space and do it in a safe way without having to uh, pay out, shell out money for a room in a pub, without having to be in an environment. I mean, I mean there was plenty of, of, of people able to, to, to have a few beers in, mm. in Shomra or whatever, but it didn't have to be. Um, and the various different spaces in which people could do and the likes of a, a, a social centre takes... The, for the people who were involved, and I was never involved in running in, in running Shoma, but for the people that were involved in running it, it took a huge, huge amount of energy and effort. But what it provided in terms of a space for so many different campaign groups and political groups and you know circles of people just to socialize, to read, to um, share ideas, uh, that is so so important. Uh, and yeah, it'd be great again. We could get back to to looking at the idea of being able to get a social centre in Dublin at the moment, uh, when, you know, with the... Utopian, isn't it? It's Yeah, utopian is all it is, unfortunately. But, you know, we have to have a little yeah. bit of utopia in our head as well. But, yeah, good. So to, to answer your question, yeah, that sort of cultural aspect of things, the way, you know, abs- they're, they're so important because... Uh, people who um, want to campaign to build a better world together need to be able to trust each other as well, need to find ways of trust, and, and you trust each other by, you know, having a few drinks together, by having the chats, by reading groups, by whatever, mm-hmm. uh, cycle clubs, whatever it is that people that that, that people are into, that, that brings them together. Um, you know, and 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 they build they, they build bonds and they build links, and I mean I think uh, the the evidence of the social centres and anarchist groups across Europe is is, is absolute evidence of that the importance yeah. of that you know, um, so yeah yeah next year, <laughs> and I mean but again that that comes down to and I'm be saying like uh, people who are listening in like mm. come along. Uh, this this year, get involved and and then sort of say, well, what can I do? What can I contribute to make it a bit better? What can I contribute to the building, not just of a book fair, but of uh, libertarian type politics of campaigns? Look at some of the different campaigns. Look at any of the climate action campaigns that we'll be speaking. Look at some of the anti-deportation campaign stuff that we'll be speaking. You know, say, what bit can I get involved in? Because um, politics for the vote, for, for the majority of people, unfortunately is seen as something that you consume and that you maybe participate in like once every five years and you go and you write write a number on a ballot paper politics that you consume will always be politics that will consume you basically you know your politics has to be about participation has to be about what can i contribute don't expect that somebody else is going to do it because if you expect someone else is going to do it, then you can't complain about the outcome because they're going to do it. You know, get involved and do your little bit. And that does not mean that people have to get involved and give up every night of their week uh, because, you know, you need, the way we need to organise has to be recognition that people have caring responsibilities, people have kids, people have sometimes you know, very stressful jobs. People are, are 
to the pin of their colour trying to pay mortgages or, or rent or whatever. So it's not an expectation that people will be able to sort of really get, you know, be major and mega activists. But every little bit that anybody can do to contribute to any campaign or to contribute to anything that changes society, uh, that's what it's about. And that every one of those little bits added together will eventually, hopefully, bring us somewhere. Listen, it sounds absolutely great. And thanks a million for telling us about it. Thank you very much. Thanks a million for, for yeah. uh, thinking of it. Thanks very much. For, um, thanks for your time for coming on and talk to us. And also for yeah. anyone who's listening, um, the book fair is taking place on the 20th of May, 2023. In case anybody goes back and loves our podcast so much and goes back and listens to the old one. Um, so if you're yeah. listening when this goes out, um, it's Saturday the 20th um, in Teachers Club. In the teachers club, yeah. yeah. Okay, um, cool. 10 a.m. Um, uh, till at six ish. Perfect. Yeah. And and uh, on the fa- the Facebook page will have will have all the schedule of meetings as well up uh, in the next couple of days. Definitely, okay. Definitely. Listen, thanks a million for that. Really, cool. really appreciate it. Thanks a million. Thank you.